Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,274. You just have to believe in yourself and what you're doing. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Lexington, Kentucky, Tom Jones. Hey, Tom, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. Let's have a ride. All right. Tom Jones is the CEO of Taper Roller Bearings, Evergreen Properties, and Hilltop Marine. Taper Roller Bearings has been a family company since 1972, offering 24-hour machinists who provide unmatched service through their speed program with same-day manufacturing of assemblies. Tom has served as an honorary judge for multiple Concours events, and he's raced for SCCA for over three years and participated in vintage events on tours in the United States and in Europe. He served on the Classic Car Club of America as the National Board of Directors, and he held the position of president in 2016 and 2017. He and his wife, Connie, founded and continue to co-chair the Keeneland Concours the Elegance in Lexington, Kentucky, now in its 16th year, which benefits the Kentucky Children's Hospital. Tom has served on the Lexington Regional Board of Central Bank, Advisory Board of the Reefs in Bermuda, the Advisory Board of the University of Arizona Department of Alternative Medicine, and the Hospice of Bluegrass Board. I'm going to have to ask you how you have time to do a Concord. You are one busy guy. So, Tom, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles. Well, Mark, thanks for the kind introduction, and I'm honored to be on your program. I've listened to many, many of them, and they're 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 all enlightening and inspiring. And just honored to be in in that company. And well, and ultimately, I guess the common thread is that we're all gearheads. And yep. uh, growing up on the West Coast, I. I uh, remember falling out of my parents' car several times on something that I couldn't quite identify that was either in road and track or whatever that, you know, zipped by and you know, <laughs> California being such a car culture and all that kind of stuff. So I think that yeah. set the die early. It hasn't let up. So for the past, I don't know, however, you know, I guess when you're five or six or whatever, you start recognizing these things. And I'm 62 now, so I, I still have the enthusiasm, the, the uh, passion the wake up at Christmas morning kind of, ooh, ah, we're going to go to a, a car show or a concours or, you know, just over to a buddy's garage that needs his, his carburetors balanced or whatever. So it's it's always uh, great when you can find something that lights you up that good. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky, that's for sure. Well, we're, we're going to continue on this journey of yours, and I want to share a lot more about Keeneland Concours, of, of course with the folks here. But first, I'd like to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Tom, take the wheel. There is an automotive one that I that I think that really is an interesting one to live by. And somebody told me this very, very early on and they said, it's just a car. And it's like, you know, a lot of times, you, right? I mean, they're meant to be driven and, and it's okay if they get wet. And, mm-hmm. you know, long trips are probably better than short trips and all that kind of stuff. So it seems yep. like everything I've been fortunate enough to to get a hold of. My wife and I are involved in the Classic Car Club and 
they have these wonderful tours all over the place. And I was like, you know, go out and drive the wheels off those things. And so I guess that's kind of one mantra in the car department. And then, and then on the other, uh, in, in business and life and all that kind of stuff, uh, seems to be a common thread also with a, a lot of folks in this uh, mindset. And that is ultimately, you know, you just have to believe in yourself and what you're doing and, and, and be uh, basically, you just don't give up. Right. I mean, you, you, right. you, you believe in something and, and, and that same passion that you have for cars, we're consistent as human beings, that passionate about that type of thing. You were usually that passionate about our love life with, you know, our, our wife and our, and how we take, treat our business and how we treat our employees and, and all that kind of stuff. So there, sure. that, that, that consistent thread of passion through life, I think is a, I guess that one and, and another one that my, my grandmother always told me, and I love this one. I say it all the time. That is grace walks on blistered feet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, God bless you, grandmother. That's awesome. <laughs> isn't she great? What a great, <laughs> yeah. what a great, you know, that covers everything from, from business to, you know, marriage to, you know, automobiles, whatever. Grace walks on blistered feet. <laughs> I like it. Obviously, a special lady. Well, all of those are, are really great. And I'll tell you something. I'm trying really hard to always stick with the first one where drive your vehicles because I've always I've been a really picky car guy. And many times as I sold a vehicle, I looked at my wife as the new guy drives away. And I said, why did I save the car for him? Why didn't I drive it more? I know. I just, it's terrible. And I, I got to get out of that. But you know, I have great inspiring guests like you that I just go, okay, Tom says I need to get out and drive. Do you need to go enjoy the car? So, uh, I try to listen to all my inspiring guests so that I do exactly what they've said and have a little bit more fun in life. Uh, that's absolutely true. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment as you remember it? when you knew you were going to be a car guy? There is. And I, I remember seeing a Europa S2, British Racing Green. Um, oh. I'm in the backseat of my parents' car. I almost go, you know, crawl over to the front seat. I'm like a dog hanging out the window going, wow, what is that? <laughs> squirrel, kind of squirrel. And, no, lotus, squirrel, lotus. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I was educated as an architect, so I think that that line and proportion and all those things are maybe inert things and you know, everybody has a, a certain thing in life that, that is their thing, whether it's numbers or design or people skills or all that kind of stuff. And and I think my my inert, you know, out of the box kind of uh, passion was for the how things are put together and how things, you know, whether they have a pleasing form to the eye. And uh and cars do that for me. I mean they're there are certain cars that are that are just like oh my goodness from it doesn't matter what angle you you look at them at you, it doesn't matter what particular little section you're looking looking at on these things i mean they're just somebody spent hours and hours you know going over well what about this and what about that i mean as an architect you're kind of trained to you know for the how lines work and 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 what proportions work and all that kind of stuff and you see a lot of that in in uh, in automobiles and you know obviously the the classics of our of of all time right are, are ones that are pleasing to the eye and and make you want to go oh wow let me you know I got it's like looking at a beautiful woman or a wonderful landscape or whatever the deal is it's just like wow I just want to sit here and look at this for a while it's a piece of art <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah exactly yeah. you know what's interesting about this Tom is my father was an architect hmm. and as architects they appreciate design classic looks and so forth and he's the one of course that got me inspired into cars. He had a 49 MG TC when I was but 
five years old. And I just, I remember riding around in that. But I, I, I remember my dad always had the ability when we went into rooms, he always pointed out all the little details. And when I was real young, he had me convinced he had x-ray vision because he would look at something <laughs> and then he would pull out the napkin on the dinner table and say, let me show you what's inside the wall. And he'd sketch it and I'd go, dad, how do you know that? And he said, I have x-ray vision. Uh, of course, later <laughs> in life, I realized, well, no, right. you're, you're you're an architect. You know how things go together and how they're built. Right. But uh, he, I always say he did help me understand and appreciate good design. And I, I guess in some ways, I'm forever vexed in the fact that I'm always analyzing things and I'm very picky about what things, uh, how things look. And if things aren't designed well or if cars are just kind of boring and vanilla, it's like, shame on you. You had a chance to really create something right. here and you Absolutely. didn't. Well, bless exactly. your dad. That, that, that's wonderful. I had a similar yeah. relationship with my dad. He was, he was into uh, engineering type things and all that kind of stuff and just a very inquisitive mind. And I think that's, again, one of those things that you're kind of born with or whatever, or maybe you absorbed it at such a young age, you didn't really realize you were even absorbing that type of knowledge. Right. But but it certainly set the die for you, didn't it, to uh, oh, yeah. take the television apart or, your, you know, the lawnmower, and then you move on to motorcycles, and then all of a sudden you're taking the car <laughs> apart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did all that stuff. Yeah. Then getting it back together was always the challenge for me. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Why are these extra I... parts over here? <laughs> yeah, I know we don't need those. Toss them away. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure that you face. I want you to kind of take us there, walk it through us. But more importantly, after sharing what that was and what it meant for you, how did you overcome it? And more importantly, what did it teach you? Well, I guess maybe the biggest thing that, that has happened in my life that has caused me to really, really reassess things and and that type of thing. I've, I've always thought that my gratitude meter was pegged. I, I always tried to be thankful for everything that I have and all that kind of stuff. And about four years ago, I had a uh, helicopter ride in a about 45 miles out of town due to a basically a major heart attack that, that I, I coded twice and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh. And, and ultimately, it was like point that where you think that you're you're being very you know appreciative of things but then and but then when that really comes home to you it's it's like even more so i never thought that the flowers could smell sweeter or the mm-hmm. the gaze in my eyes wife could be sweeter or the opportunity like this last weekend we we uh went down to visit a friend of my wife who was um, retiring and we we uh, are fortunate to have a, a Daytona, and and it's like a three and a half hour trip down to Nashville. I said, why not? Let's just take the, let's just take that. And oh, I could, I'm, I still oh, can't wipe the smile off my face. And, <laughs> no and I, kidding. <laughs> I, I remember as a as a kid driving home from school at University of Oregon, following some guy in a 330 GTC across the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. I was in a TR250, and I, I was paddling that thing as fast as it possibly could paddle. To listen to that exhaust when uh, growing up in yeah. the Bay Area, I was uh, we grew up next close to the uh, uh, Ferrari of Los Gatos, and every single day after, I mean, when I mean every single day, I mean every single day after school on the way home, they would pull their cars in. I would ride my bike and then drive my car as fast as I could down there to hear them start these things up. It's like <laughs> one of these days, maybe if I'm nice. lucky and I'm fortunate, I might be able to get one of those. So never underestimate the the power of dreaming and and all that kind of stuff. So 
Well, you know, this is, and I appreciate you sharing a really personal time. I mean, near life, an actual death experience, basically. I mean, you were gone and you had talented people and skilled doctors that brought you back and gave you another chance in this life. And I mean, we're going down a very serious point here, but I would love to hear from your perspective. And it's a bit cliche, you know, the the flowers smell better and so forth. Right. When you came back from that and you were Mm -hmm. back in your saddle and you said, okay, I've been given another chance here. Mm -hmm. How am I going to improve things either within myself or for the people around me? What were some of the things that came to mind in that moment? Part of what got me to that point was being wrapped a little tight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Now you're talking my talk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the so, same way. Yeah, loosen up, so dude. <laughs> ultimately, you know, and my wife is just my angel that has helped me through all this stuff and, and all that. And, and and she said her dad's favorite saying was lighten up, little one. And um, yeah. and and you can hear things. It's amazing. All of us do this. We We listen to inspirational blogs. We listen to, you know, we read books. We talk to our friends and all that kind of stuff. And Sometimes you hear the same message, but you hear it in a different way, or mm-hmm. maybe your receptors are set to a different setting or whatever, and all of yes. a sudden it's like a ton of bricks. It's like, wow, you know what? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, it's not, you know, it's not worth working yourself up into a heart attack. It's not worth worrying about so much and all that kind of stuff. And and really, it just, if anything, reconfirmed to me the direction that I've always tried to take my life with with trying to be a good custodian for whatever it is that I'm charged with, but also to do my best to make sure that there are avenues that you can give back to society. Uh, we do that with the concours. I mean, it's it's a gaggle of people that you wouldn't believe, and and these guys will go anywhere and do anything. It's the most fabulous bunch of people I've ever had the honor to 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 be a leader of, and. And uh, they just make this thing happen. And, and uh, we're going into our 16th year. And it's wonderful. It's spectacular. And it's all bigger than any of us can do by ourselves. And we all realize that and understand that. And uh, for that reason, it really pumps me up. So, Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to stay on this topic for one more minute. Because sure. I think a lot of people it resonates with, because a lot of type A people that are high achievers and work super hard and take everything seriously, it's mm-hmm. hard for us to Very. to calm down a little bit. So let me ask you, is there one or two things that you changed in your life, activities, practices, whatever it might be that you found have been helpful? Yes. I've always given thanks before I go to bed every night, and that's just par for the course. But I, I know know that I always treated my body with the same type of respect, I guess is maybe the right word. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I try very hard. There's an uh, interesting little thing called heart math, and it's just basically biofeedback for your heart. And mm-hmm. and at night, I'll, you plug it into your phone. I mean, the entire world is through your phone now, right? What can't you I get know. through your phone? It's amazing. Heaven forbid we so, lose these phones. <laughs> unbelievable. So I, I will take 10 or 15 minutes and... You know, it's just a wonderful breathing exercise and calms everything down. I take my, I usually take my blood pressure before and then and then uh, check it afterwards, and it's twenty points down on both sides. And that's ultimately what it boils down to: is if you keep the the uh, pressure, and I mean that in in all senses of the word, the the pressure that you 
bring upon yourself, right? To, uh, I got to get this done. I got to get it done now. I got, you know, all that kind of stuff. And your body goes through a reactionary change when, when we do that. For me, and again, everybody's different. And it's it, like you had mentioned, it's, it's hard. It's so hard because we think, we believe that the only reason we got to the point that we're at at this moment is all the things that we did to get to that point, whether it's stressing or up at three o'clock in the morning or, or, you know, being as pushy as you can be or whatever it is. And the truth of the matter is, I think that, and, and I've, I've always tried to be a kind person and, and all that kind of stuff, but I think that pushes your level of that. How much kindness can you, when you think you've been really kind, well, guess what? There's, there's a thousand more percent that you can go, you know, so it's, it's, uh, so it's what's an the name of that? What's the name of that app again? Just so I get it right. Yeah. It's called heart math. M-A-T-H. Math. Like, like, yeah. Heart math. It's wonderful. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play around with that. And I just finished, my son bought me a wonderful book for Christmas. My regular listeners will know this uh, by Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. I don't know if you've read that book, but the, it, it gave me a very um, eye-opening, but very commonsensical comment in his second rule of life. And that is taking care of yourself because you are worth it. And that many people will take better care of others that they're, that they're caring for or their animals or even their cars than they will themselves. And what it comes down to is some innate sense in your mind that you're really not worth it. Now, I know that may sound funny to some listeners going, well, how can anyone think that way? But read the book, read the chapter. It's fascinating. And I think that's a little bit akin to what you alluded to. You maybe weren't taking as good a care of your health as you should have been because you were taking care of your employees, your wife, your business. Maybe it was your cars. And uh, I know it's silly as it sounds. Too. Right. No, yeah. It's true. Yeah. I'm the no. same, same guy there. My wife would tease me. She goes, you know, you clean your car every week. Have you cleaned your arteries out this week? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <It's> so <laughs> like, true. Okay. Well, so that's a good true. way to put it. So, well, I appreciate you taking us. Yeah, on the treadmill or the bicycle, or and actually, actually, right before we do this, or right after this interview, I'm going to take my uh, neighbor's dog warden for a walk because it's a beautiful day. Get up and go out there and spend an hour and treat myself to something. So, thanks for going down that path with me and sharing a very personal side of your story. I'm so happy you're feeling better and doing better. Thank you. Let's talk. You're welcome. Yeah, you bet. Let's talk about your first special car. What was it? Uh, Triumph TR250. 250. Nice. I took the love those top off. For 11 months out of the year, this is when I lived in, in the Bay Area in, in California. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things you just couldn't wipe the smile off your face. Loved its lines, loved the ability to to work on it because it's a, a fairly straightforward tractor motor. You know, it's it's just a, a wonderful car, and I don't have the same 250 that I had back then, but I still have a 250, and and it and it just brings this huge smile on my face whenever I. All cars, and, and you know this, and, and a lot of you know people. It's like when you, that first click over, everything is so different, right? You start a Chevy, or you start a Ferrari, or you start a Maserati. I mean, they all have this really unique. It's almost like DNA, and all right. the all the engineering and all the everything and everybody's opinion that went into that. You know that that P fifty one Mustang starter growl in in, <laughs> in a in a in a seventies yeah. Daytona, right? I mean, it sounds like man. Yeah. And so the, the same with the 250, right? I mean, it's just this, they all have their own unique sound. And, and I think with sound and smell, that really refreshes your memories for wonderful times that you've had. But that we, we lived in Las Gatas and, and Campbell. And 
Uh, it was 12 minutes over to Santa Cruz to the beach. So, you know what I did in high school? I mean, it was like you couldn't get there fast enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what a that, great that, road, yeah. That car had a straight six, like a 2.5 liter in it. Is that That's exactly two, right. The, yeah, uh, yeah, I love those. Kind of the big brother TR4s. That was, this was the TR5 next gen. That is exactly correct. In Europe, it was the TR5. I'll be enough fuel injected, which is kind of a scary concept. 150 bhp in that in that car is kind of bizarre. But they they toned it down to 111 with basically what turned into the TR6 motor. But the it was a one year only 1968, and it was the TR4 body. Uh, with the TR6 motor in it, and it's just a what a what a delightful car. It was. I know they made just under three thousand of those too, so it wasn't like there's a lot of them around. And True. that old British iron rusted away. So uh, when you yep. see them, I love them. They're great cars. Yep, what fun! How about how about Sellers Remorse? Is there one of those in your life? Yeah, I've always figured out how to. It's like you have this list in your brain, and it's like I'm the world's worst when it comes to selling stuff really really bad i don't i try not to do it um but so i was offered a several years ago a good amount for a porsche speedster 89 uh, which oh. is the wide body top top all that kind of stuff and i just said yeah. you know and it's like i've got a little 356 and, and, a, and, a, and a little carrera and all that kind of stuff but it's like the money comes and goes but the again that feeling that that individual sound that they make the the smell the the lines of them are, are, and I think that was the, the best feature that they ever made. The 94, even though it's a wide body, it never, to me, had that hunkered down 930 early wide bodied, yes, uh, yeah. uh, menacing stance to it that, that it, that it had. And, um, so if I had a mulligan, I could get one back. I'd, I'd, I'd <laughs> take that one back in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, I've got a special place in my heart. I've got an 87 turbo. So. Yeah, those G50 body style cars and especially yeah, the turbo body, body mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. is very nice. But of course, that Speedster look added another element to it, which was quite cool. So yeah, nice the clamshell and the lowered, lowered yeah. windshield and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know they're they're awesome. Yeah, yeah very yeah. very cool. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners uh, a bit about Keeneland Concord Elegance. It takes place July 18th through the 21st. A spectacular event in its 16th year, which is incredible. Putting on a Concord for that many years in a row, man, you must have an awesome team around you. So share what those listeners who make plans to come and go and visit to the Keeneland Concord, what they're going to see. Well, Mark, thanks for the opportunity. I, I'm I'm always uh, astounded by where we have it. It's a place called Keeneland. And Keeneland is, the, I believe, the second oldest racetrack in the United States. I believe the first one might be Saratoga. I'm not sure on that. But, but uh, ultimately, it is this wonderfully genteel, exquisitely manicured, rolling hills, all Kentucky type of place. And there's stone barns and all that kind of stuff. And I've had so many people come to me and say, if they were to lay out a concourse and they had a clean sheet of paper, this would be like La La Land to, to do a concourse. We have a, like a, imagine a, a great big stone barn basically that that is the backdrop for this and then in a u-shape around that we have uh anywhere from 160 to 180 show cars and then literally surrounding those show cars is we have paddocks because you know it's all things kentucky kind of deal and and you can literally drive up 
It's not drive, get on a bus, take a 15-minute drive, walk a mile and a half, then go see cars. It's pull your car up, and you're basically five feet from the show field. And and it's just a stunning uh, rolling hills, green grass, stone fence. It's a wonderful sense of place. And the neat thing about it, I think, is is that we've got everybody mentions to us about how polite people are. To me, there's one thing about being in Lexington, and that is that people are friendly, and and we're we're happy to to uh, extend the courtesy of how may I help you, and and is there anything that we can get you, or are you lost? Is can you know? Can I tell you you know where to find something or that type of stuff? So we have about 250 volunteers day of show. Everybody's volunteer. There's nobody's paid, and ultimately they. Um, I always like to. I, I get like three or four points of contact with all the volunteers before day of show, and. Uh, cheerfully remind them that it's concours yes you can't say no you can't say you can't it's you can't I, you can't it's one of those things that you say you know i don't y'all know from the, the south fine. down there i am yeah yeah y'all fool you want some so, pie <laughs> so i'm like it's hot in july in, in uh in kentucky so uh for the you know the the award show is at three o'clock, and so we have servers come around with water and glasses and and give people something nice and cold to drink. I mean, yes. you know, let's try to be civilized about this whole thing. And, <laughs> and ultimately, it's 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 a, a a wonderful you know that saying: "Come for the cars, but stay for the people." And and yes. that is you know there, there's a there's a tribe of us, right? That we we just went down to Boca Raton's Concours, and you oh, know it's yeah. it's. It takes you 15 minutes to go two feet because it's hello George and hello Fred and hello Ray and hello, and that's yeah. the that's the fun of it and and you know it's birds of a feather and I mean another thing that we do believe it or not we have 350 bench you know benches that are uh, spread out around the the field under trees and all that kind of stuff because when's the last concord that you went someplace that you could sit down and look I at know, a car? you know I I, I was thinking right? to that. Just the other day, yeah. You just want there. to take a rest. Yeah, you yeah. can't. There's nowhere to sit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you normally have nice pants on. You're sitting in wet grass or whatever the yep. deal is, or there's no place to sit at all. This is really a gathering of people. So we yeah. try to facilitate in every little angle that we can to uh, first and foremost tell people about Kentucky. So our our trophies, our horse uh, trophies. Um, when you go on the tour. The horseshoe, and there's 600 racing horseshoes just for those racing fanatics that didn't think that that illness didn't spill over into <laughs> horse racing. So there's 600 yeah. racing horseshoes, and so we we put a little piece of the uh, Kentucky fence and the whatever horseshoe was worn by the winning Kentucky Derby that year, and a little story about them and all that kind of stuff. And we go to a horse nice. farm, we go to a distillery, and the things that make this place unique. I tell you, it's a spectacular event, and I'll remind listeners to go to Keeneland, K-E-E-N-E-L-A-N-D, concord.com. You can learn all about it. You guys are doing a Porsche raffle. There's a Maserati Mingle, the Bourbon Tour, Concord Bash, the Concord itself. There's a silent auction, automobile fine art, and artists are being displayed, a car club paddock, Sunday tour. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is a multi-day event. That is so well-rounded. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's really fun stuff. So I'll make sure I put Thank a link so to much, that. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, of course. Of course. I, I want, you know, I want to go to every 
Concord in the country. I wish I did. My jet just is always broken. Every time I call the airport, they say, yeah, sorry, Mark, you don't even have That's a jet. Why do you keep jet. calling yeah. us? Yeah, leave us alone. So uh, no, it's fantastic. So I encourage the listeners to check it out. I'll put links on Tom's show notes page on the Cars Yow website. Well, Tom, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yow sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, we are back, Tom, and I have a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle manifested into a garage, what would you be? Oh, that's a great question. I think if if Santa Claus was standing next to the Easter Bunny, um, <laughs> that would that would be a uh, 34 H.A. Milliner P2 Rolls-Royce Continental uh, Sedaka three-position drophead coupe. Not that I've, you know, lusted for that automobile <laughs> for all of my life, but yeah, I, I think that that, to me, embodies grace and elegance and engineering excellence and uh, not a bad line from any angle whatsoever. And just a, what an exquisite automobile. I mean, that to me, that is a, uh, that's it. That's the, that's the top of the heap for me. I guess. <laughs> wow. Very, very nice. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick Blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, it's just a car. It's just a That's right. We said that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a car. So take it out and enjoy it. That's right. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your 
successes over the years? Um, unrelenting persistence. Yeah. Tenacity, persistence, those are all key factors of all the entrepreneurs I've had as guests here on Cars. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just don't give up. Yeah, just keep at it. Do you have a, a resource that you think our listeners would enjoy? Well, you know, I'm partial to the Classic Car Club because there are so many wealth of information of older people that have seen it all, done it all, and know it all. And mm-hmm. and it's it's just a delight to be able to talk to an 80-year-old guy that's rebuilt a carburetor and, and uh, can probably do it in his sleep. And you're involved in that, or you have been involved in that, that club, I right? have been and still am, am, am involved on the, on the website, judging and all that kind of stuff, try to stay close to him and the Educational Foundation and all that. And, and uh, it's a wonderful bunch of people and, and uh, just a delight to be associated with them. Yes, absolutely. Great a group of folks and a lot of resources there, too. If I could wave my wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? I, I think that would have to be Ettore Bugatti. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that a guy that spends so much time trying to figure out the size of the Eiffel Tower to go on the lock that goes on the luggage on the back of his cars uh, <laughs> was absolutely out of his mind over the details. And his cars show that, right? I mean, the only time that he really relinquished control was for the elephant uh, was done by his brother, Raphael. And Mm. so uh, Ettore Bugatti would have to be my, my, uh, that would be just a delight. Have you been to the, uh, the museum in France? With all the the Bugatti music Absolutely. There? In fact, it was a classic car club tour. We had uh, dinner with the Bugattis, and it was spectacular. It was spectacular. The Schlupp Museum. Yep. that's I, I got to visit there in 1996. And, Ooh, very uh, early. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, it just it's, it blows you away when you walk in there. You go, oh, my gosh, this is real? How can there be this many? Yeah, yeah. and it was kind of literally behind the behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, right? yeah. That's, the story is, and I won't give it up. Give the secrets away to the listeners. You got to go look it up. You got to go it's there, amazing. of course. But uh, yeah. check out the history and how that all came together, and where those cars came from, who these brothers were, and why they right. were hiding all these cars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful story. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? I absolutely love P.J. O'Rourke, and and to me, a, a kind of a timeless one of his is "Eat the Rich." And if if you're fortunate enough to travel around the world and see things and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it's always great to be home. And, and despite its its flaws, we have the best system on the planet. And it's uh, I'm proud to be here. And uh, PJ puts it in a way that's always humorous. And I've fallen off the couch many times uh, reading his book, <laughs> laughing my fanny off. <laughs> yeah, great writer. Well, I'll remind yeah. our listeners, I'll put all these cool resources on Tom's show notes page. On the Cars yeah website, just go there and type Tom Jones in there, and that page will pop right up. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today. doesn't matter where it is or who owns it. could be in a museum. could be someone's car in a collection. It might even be in your garage, but there's a couple rules to this game. One of them is it's the only collector car you can have. The other is you have to drive it. No garage queens collecting dust allowed here on Cars yeah. And last but not least, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick's off the table. Uh, you know, kind of like asking uh, the genie says you get a wish, and you can't wish for a million more wishes. So, Tom, what's it going to be? Well, I, I think I'm stuck in the past again. I, I, I think <laughs> I'd probably go for a four-and-a-half or a six-liter uh, Bentley Vondemplat 
and just literally drive its wheels off. When you go on some of these tours, the guys that are that are smiling and have, they have their little goggles on, you know, their uh, aviator goggles on and a leather cap, and, and their teeth are covered with bugs because they're always smiling so much. <laughs> 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 it's how can you go wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So those cars were pretty amazing. I mean, they're they're fairly big cars. They had mm-hmm. most of them, and many of them had three liter motors, but. Right. Uh, you had two doors, four door saloons. I mean, uh, lots of different opportunities there, but they're just majestic and cool and yeah, just, uh, yeah, neat car. So meant to be driven. All right. right? Yeah, yeah, they are. Exactly. Exactly. Years ago, I borrowed one for a photo shoot. It was around Christmas time and the guy showed up and it had a, it was a, forget the exact model, but there's all these Christmas needles in the back. And I go, what's going on? Did you put a tree back there? And he goes, yeah, I took my grandkids out and we got a Christmas tree last weekend. I just haven't vacuumed it out yet. Yeah, he was using it. He was having fun, you you know, making making memories. Those kids will never, yeah, it's just a car. I'll remember that. The kids will never forget that. Well, Tom, you've taken me on a great, great ride today. Really enjoyed talking with you. want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance as you drive off into the sunset in that six-liter van and plus. <laughs> well, Mark, I, I guess thank you so much for the opportunity. And and uh, as cliche as it sounds, life is short, and, and we need to play hard and and uh, take time to be kind. So, yes, uh, absolutely. You know, Great saying. Yes, I will remember that one. And the best way for people to learn about Keeneland Concord Elegance is? Uh, www.keenland, K-E-E-N-E-L-A-N-D, Concours. And remember, Concours has an S, dot com. And we didn't touch on your uh, taper roller bearings, but I want to make sure I'm going to put a link to that on your show notes page so people can go and see this business that you've created. It's really, really cool. Taperrollerbearings.com. Make sure we'll put a link to that as well. Tom, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your many experiences with me and the Carjow listeners, until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Keeneland Concours d'Elegance. Mark, all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.